So I we're think live. Really, oh, yeah, we forgot to leave silence there, both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How long have we been doing this show for? Too long. So, we're back again to talk about Star Wars, Nathan. I know. Oh, God, we're always here to talk about Star Wars, aren't we? We're here to talk about Dave Filoni's latest adventure in Star Wars world, back to his animated roots. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> Ba-dum bum. Great. We're here to talk about we tricked everyone. We told everyone we're doing a Bad Batch episode. <laughs> Surprise! It's Resistance baby. We tricked we tricked everyone. I've seen the first season. Kyle's not seen any of it. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> no, we're here to talk about the Bad Batch. Those guys from the final season of Star Wars the Clone Wars? The very same. They got an entire show. Can you believe it? Honestly, I can't. Honestly, me neither. I've um, watched the entire thing and I can't believe they've got their own show. It's a, it's a weird, weird show. Do you remember um, years ago now, back when the Clone Wars was cancelled, but they kind of released the previs for the episodes that weren't finished and the Bad Batch was one of them? I do, vaguely, yes. They released them in StarWars.com way back when. And... I always, I don't know if I watched full episodes or not, but I remember, I definitely remember the Bad Batch Clone Force 99 as a concept. And I thought, wow, that's so weird. It, it felt like one of those things a show that was dying would do to kind of spice things up a bit. Uh-huh. And it, it never really gra- grasped me. I don't, I don't know. It just, I didn't care about it. And it was one of those things where, oh, I was, I, I, it's not an episode that I'm particularly excited to see, or it's not, it's an episode. I'm sad that they never finished. I didn't care. It's very, it's a very gimmicky idea of yes. these clones that are specifically trained or specifically engineered Altered. to be good at a specific thing. Yes, for some reason. Yes, because I thought they were like defectives at first. Apparently well, not. They're they're called ninety nine because we all remember, of course, ninety nine. The greatest clone in the army of the republic. Of course. So rest in peace. Rest in peace, ninety nine. Then it was announced after their very strange appearance in the Clone Wars. They're getting their own show, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Specific, specifically, they put an announcement out for you on Twitter. Yes, they said, it was Kyle, the Bad Batch is getting their own show. And everyone was, was like, so wow. I was confused. <laughs> I was like, wow. I felt really called out. I mean, I was just, I was quite jealous, frankly. I wish they'd misses me. <laughs> and everyone, every, I think everyone was a bit stunted because the Clone Wars ended so perfectly. It did, yeah. We've talked about it. It was. The Siege of Mandalore was fantastic. You can listen to us gloat about it for almost a full hour of a two-hour podcast. Yes, exactly. So that ended and everyone loved the Clone Wars and everyone was very happy that the Clone Wars was coming back. But despite how much everyone loved the Clone Wars, everyone was still very confused as to why there was a sequel to the Clone Wars happening with genetically altered clones. Yes. You know, Do you think it was worth it, Kyle? <laughs> okay, um... Like this is this is a very strange show. Just I, I don't mean like the actual watching of. I just mean conceptually, it's a very strange show. Yes. Um, my main question going into it is was how are they going to make the Bad Batch interesting, compelling characters across a whole show? And the answer is they don't. Interesting. I, I hmm, there's just uh 
there's parts of this show that I really like, but almost everything I like about this show doesn't involve the Bad Batch. Like, I feel like the show is dragged down by being tied to this group of characters. If, if you were exploring the same time period with a more compelling character, like if they adapted the Ahsoka novels, or they did a spin-off show about Rex, the show would have a lot more legs to it because those are characters with a lot more um, interesting stuff going on. Like, the gimmick of the Bad Batch is that they all have their thing, and across the whole show, none of them really expand beyond their thing. Tech is smart, Wrecker is big and dumb, Hunter's a uh, daddy, <laughs> Echo is also there. That's that's their characters. Yeah. And they don't yeah. really change. Crosshair the exception. Crosshair is probably the most interesting one of them because he's evil. Yes. And I like Omega. We like Omega. I would you would you have watched a show about Ryloth in this time period with General Sindula? Um, I wouldn't have watched the whole show about it. No. Okay, interesting. I, I like the two episodes we got, but General Sindula, he's never been overly interesting to me. I like Hera. I don't. I'm not so keen on Cham. The reason I say it is because I thought those episodes were great. However, I thought when the Bad Batch showed up, I thought that was probably the time they were best utilized in the entire show. They're just <laughs> supposed to be a cool reference. They're supposed mm-hmm. to show up, like, they're supposed to be like Republic Commandos. They show up and you go, oh, that's really cool, they're the Republic Commandos from that thing that people mm-hmm. know. That's what the Bad Batch should be. I said this at the start of the show to you, personally. I said that I think this story and these characters would have worked much better as a video game. I don't know, you didn't agree with me at the time. I don't know how you feel about that now. You were right. Okay, good. So- <laughs> like, the entire structure of their team is like a squad-based shooter. Yes. Where you've got the leader and the tech guy and the big guy, and you can imagine going through in like a, an FPS game and going through the missions that they go through in this. I, I feel like that would have worked way better, and I feel like it's the first time I've ever really felt that about a show where I think this would actually be better as a game. Who's your most favourite member of the team, and who was your least favourite member of the team? Okay, my favourite is probably Hunter because at least he has like something going on beyond his stereotype like he is just Rambo that's his whole thing he's Rambo clone yeah but uh you know he has he has his dad thing going on which so they just whatever. right out from the Mandalorian yes and this show is take the Mandalorian and split the Mandalorian into four guys that's what the show is <laughs> yeah well, I, I would I would argue even less than that. Yeah. My least favourite is, is Echo because there's no reason for him to be there. He yeah. never justifies his existence on the team. Echo feels like that was a plan they had from back before the show was cancelled. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to giving the Bad Batch their own show, they were just kind of stuck with that creative decision. Because I noticed this scene in the last couple of episodes when they're on Camino. He barely says a word. <laughs> he doesn't barely say a word. He has no dialogue. I think he, I, I remember having one line at some point when they were in the tunnels, it, it, I think. It, it surely must have been part one, because I remember watching part two being like, Christ, Echo doesn't speak. Because they get onto the platform with the Marauder at the end when they're with Crosshair and everything, they're getting ready to leave, and I notice Echo, and I'm like, what, what, where have you been? Well, it's weird too, because that's all about, they keep going into the origin of the Bad Batch and how Omega was there, but Echo isn't really a part of that, he joined the squad later, so Echo's, he has no Echo's a emotional attachment to this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I love Echo in the Clone Wars as an art trooper and as a shiny and, you know, as a cadet. And he was great in the Clone Wars. He just isn't a member of the Bad Patch, though. He should be with Rex doing 
Rex yeah. things. Like the one time I found Echo interesting in the show was when Rex was there and Echo became the voice of we should go and join the resistance. Exactly. That was the only time where he had anything to do. <laughs> because even even on a team build kind of level, he doubles up with tech as another tech guy. Yes, he should have been a medic. Yes, they need a medic. They don't have a medic. Um, I think Omega's trying to be that. Omega has her own thing going on with like her bow and all this. So I never understood the bow. The bow she stole from a slaver. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I just I'm like, why? It feels like it's meant for a toy. You know, it's like Ezra Bridger's slingshot in the first season of the Clone Wars. Uh, we've Rebels, ta- sorry. We've talked a lot and we haven't even explained the basic plot yet. Um, <laughs> we we're doing full, do we're, that. we're doing full spoilers here. We're but doing okay. full spoilers. Let, let's let's give the overview. It's set directly after Revenge of the Sith. It follows a squad of clone troopers after Order 66 who, for specific reasons, aren't activated by the the brain chips other than one of them. And they find another clone who's the last clone, or I don't know what exactly, they didn't really go into it that much, but she's some sort of special clone and they take her away from Kamino and they do random shit for 16 episodes and then they come back to Kamino again. Yeah. That's it. That's the plot of the show. <laughs> That's the plot of the show. There's some episodes better than others. Some episodes, they're just dancing around the nightclub and stealing yes. Rancor that would be in Jabba's Palace for Return of the Jedi. Well, this is cameos the show, as I've said many times while watching it. Every, almost every single episode is like, you remember this character from Star Wars, don't yeah. you? It's yeah. Cut, the clone trooper, who, dis- who <laughs> ran who, away. Who deserted and got married. Yeah. It's the Rancor. It's... Champs and Dula and Hera. It's Baby Kanan, voiced by Freddie Prince Jr., and it's really distracting. It's super distracting. I, I appreciate the fan service, but from a creative level, I think I wouldn't have done it. But no, yeah, I, I agree. It was. I give quite a bit of a pass because I think that this show is like fleshing out this era in a way that hasn't really been done. Yes, and that's the part of the show that I find interesting. Yes. Is seeing the very beginnings of the Empire and how the tr- how the transition from clones to stormtroopers took place and how the, the Empire took over daily life and all this. That's the interesting part of the show. That's interesting. I do not care about Sid the Lizard in her nightclub. I don't care about the Bad Batch and their mercenary work. Nor I. However, I did like them getting involved in the resistance briefly the rebellion i guess the founding days of it even though they weren't a part of it they just kind of aided the people who were going to be founding members of the rebellion very briefly yeah very briefly i would have liked if they had stayed more in touch with that sort of thing fighting the empire i liked when they rescued gregor for rex you know i liked when they were doing stuff for people who were part of the bigger picture but when they Mm. were just stealing a rancor or when they were just helping the two sisters that helped Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Remember, they were in the mm-hmm. show? Yep, you remember those characters? Remember those characters? I, I, that was also the episode where they brought back battle droids. Oh, in that episode they actually were helping do some rebellion stuff accidentally because the two yes. sisters were there for working with they Rex, were, I think. They were working for Rex. But that's yeah. not why they were there. The Bad Batch bam- bumped into them on chance. Um, yes. Like, that's one of the episodes maybe, maybe following. There's the an episode sisters, where they get chased around town by Fennec Shand. You remember Fennec Shand? From the hit Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, season one and season two. Soon to be appearing in the book of Boba Fett. Streaming this Christmas on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, 
After watching it, I'll say I liked it, but I'm still bloody perplexed as to why they thought this was the direction. It might have been a yes. mixture of people love the Clone Wars, let's continue with the clones, and a mixture of we need to flesh out this time period, so let's do both at the same time. I I, I can see that element of it. I just, I find it strange that they anchored it on this group of characters. That's really, I feel like we're going to come back to that point a lot, but it's just, they're just not that compelling. They're just not that interesting. They're just a group of, of dudes. I mean, Dee Bradley Baker, obviously amazing, and they all sound like different characters, and it blows me away. Fantastic. He is a menace of voice acting. He can, that was, he he must have got paid the entire show budget. I hope so. I mean, he is the entire show. He is the entire show. Like, if he was the the creator of this show, people would just call it a vanity project. (laughs) (laughs) It it is amazing that he's going to get work forever. But, uh, you're right that they it's so strange it's so strange that they decided that this is who they wanted to base the show around and again we will say that many times probably maybe you can fill in my memory here Kyle from the Star Wars fan base a couple of years ago before the Clone Wars' final season was coming out mm-hmm. was the Bad Batch one of those things that people were excited to see from the never released Clone Wars episodes I don't think so I mean People were much more excited for the other non-released episodes. Like, obviously, the resolution of Ventress's story was one of the original planned episode yeah, There arcs. was an episode where Anakin and Obi-Wan steal a massive kyber crystal. Yep. Uh, that was kind of teasing the Death Star type stuff. Yeah. There was... I don't know if... I mean, we knew Siege of Mandalore was a thing. I don't know if that got released as previs, though, did it? No, Siege of Mandalore was one of the things that they made brand new for this season. It was a thing that was has been referenced in Rebels and stuff prior to this yeah. season, but I don't know if back when Cartoon Network and before Disney bought Star Wars, I don't know if that had actually been a thing yet. Hmm. Oh, the Siege other previous one was there. the early version of the Martez sisters episodes. Was it? I thought it was one with Boba Fett. Oh yeah, there was one where Boba Fett Jules Cad Bane as well. All of these things people were more excited for than the Bad Batch episodes. Okay, because I'm I'm just wondering here if maybe this is a bunch of decisions that are they're like holdovers from eight or nine years ago. Because it is strange, but maybe if all these years ago people really wanted to see the Bad Batch and then they put this show obviously into production probably prior to the last season of the Clone Wars coming out. Mm-hmm. These were all decisions that were made prior to the Bad Batch episodes being officially finished and then when they're officially finished and are released, people then go, oh, that's all they are? I mean, from a purely cynical business perspective, I can see that they would think, look at these clones, wouldn't they make good toys to sell? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even see many Bad Batch toys, though. I see the hot toys, but they're too expensive for kids. They released a Lego set of the of their ship, which is, I must say, really boring as a ship to sing goes. It's just a, it's just one of the. It's like a Republic shuttle, but a bit more tactical. It's just a shuttle, but a bit fancier. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That, that's just a lot of the show is, yeah, just. I mean, we can talk about some specifics. We should instead of just dancing around. I like Omega. I don't know what's going on with her, but she's a fun character. She's a good child character, which is hard to do. <laughs> Very hard to do, yeah. She, she won me over as well. Um, did you not say you found her irritating at first? Or was that I did else? find her irritating at first. I, I she bought, did grow on me. I bought into Omega quite early in the show. I can tell you the character that I went zero to, zero to nearly 100 on, though, over the course of the season. Yeah. Crosshair. I thought Crosshair was so bloody boring in the Clone Wars episodes. I thought he was the least interesting character. I even thought at the start of this show he was pretty not interesting. See, when he shaves his head, he does a Captain Sisko from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. 
When he shaves his head, he gets a million percent better. When he goes full villain. When he goes I mean, full the, villain. The fun thing about Crosshair 2 is even in that original Clone Wars episode, he just speaks like a villain. He has a villain voice. Yeah. So you, you can kind of predict it, but... Uh, I mean, I did like him in that original episode just because I think he's the coolest one in terms of all the cool trick shot stuff he does. Like, I remember in the original Clone Wars episode, he shoots up a bunch of, like, mirrors and then kills 50 robots with one shot. Yeah. And then this one, in the last couple of episodes, he kills all four of those stormtroopers with one bullet. I think and I just, I find stuff like that really cool. Trick, so yeah, tri- trick shots were cool. Um, I just don't think I, I think because Anakin and Rex were there, I was just too busy focusing on them. <laughs> but I didn't. I wasn't being cross here. I think his hair looked stupid. <laughs> and then he got the brother of the hair, and that was a lot better. I still like Hunter. And it might just be because they're stealing the Mandalorian's, you know, father parent aspects mm-hmm. with the child. But it, you know what? It works different enough for me to not have a problem with it. Then I probably like Tech, then Wrecker, and then who cares about Echo in, in this show? Yeah. I feel so bad for Echo. I mean, it's it's not like an actor's losing work. It's the same bloody voice actor. <laughs> I just you don't you don't even you don't even need to worry about getting rid of him because oh my god, you know we're going to be putting someone out of work. No, you're not. <laughs> he voices every other character. In the show. I, still, really? I still think he should have been voicing Omega as well. Oh god. That that I think that that would have sounded like Freddie Prince Jr. again. <laughs> I think he could pull it off if he heard his range. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I would have been hesitant for that. I think the person they got for Omega, I can't remember her name. I think she's I think she's in her late twenties or something. She's she's, she's significantly younger than Dee Bradley Baker, but mm-hmm. um, I think I think she she's also from New Zealand, and I think she does a wonderful job. Also, Dee Bradley Baker's not from New Zealand, is he? No, he's American. I, I think I was. I, I was thinking of Tamora Morrison when I said also. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think you'll ever I'm... see her and Tamora Morrison together in live action. That would be strange. Given that they're supposed to be the exact I mean, same age. I, I but... think if anything comes out of this show in the long run, it is Omega. I feel yeah. like that's a character that they're setting up for big things in the universe. I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in the Osoka show. I wouldn't be shocked either. Because this, that, this will be Dave Filoni's crown. And mm-hmm. it'll be Ahsoka, and I'm going to say I keep wanting to say Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, they'll have Ahsoka in it. They'll have Sabine Wren in it, and then they'll Thrawn. have Omega in it, and they'll have Thrawn in it, and it, it will be everything that everything that Dave Filoni has ever pioneered in Star Wars animation. And three of those four are original characters of his. Obviously, Thrawn being a Timothy's own creation. Mm-hmm. I think that I would not be surprised if Omega showed up at all. And my God, I would love if Rex showed up. But Tamara Morrison would have to play Rex. I don't think Omega and Boba can ever be together because they're supposed to be the exact same age and they just look like there's a 30 years, a 30 year age gap in there with the actors. But I could quite easily see Tamara Morrison showing up as Rex because he's had the accelerated aging stage gap would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said... The one... Okay, problem one, major problem with this show is the bad batch and boring. Problem two is... You keep waiting for the plot to happen, and it just never does. And obviously, obviously, they're trying to do episodic stories where each episode they go and have a different adventure, and that's all well and good, but it's not like they started with that premise. You know, like, in TNG, every episode is a different adventure, and it's all loosely coherent, but each episode is an individual story, right? Yes. With just the same characters. Also, in... in Shows like TNG, you're not looking for an overarching story. Exactly. In this show, because you know what happened with Rebels, 
continue. I'm not talking about in, in world continuity, but in show production continuity. We've had Rebels. We have had the last season of the Clone Wars. We had some stuff in the Clone Wars, even though that show was specifically told out of order, which is something they've never mm-hmm. done again. I don't think they will do again. People are expecting one ongoing story. And when you're just well, kind of... Well, actually, Clone Wars is very episodic. It's just episodic in arcs. Oh, yes. But what I mean is you're looking for one ongoing story. And in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars... You're dipping about years at a time. You're going back and forward, back and forward. And I think that that's an anthology series almost. Yes. But I don't think they're ever going to do that again because the way Rebels was constructed was highly successful. And then Mm -hmm. I think the way the last season, the Clone Wars went, was also successful. Even then, the Mandalorian kind of took weeks out to do nothing. But I I mean, this this show is a very heavily Mandalorian influence more than anything else. I I think think. that when you're making a show to binge watch, you can do episodes where they go off and do nothing for a week because. You're mm-hmm. just you're just clicking through them anyway. But when you're waiting a week between episodes, if you wait a week and then an episode is nothing, so you feel that like you're effectively waiting two weeks to get to the next plot point, that can mm-hmm. be highly unsatisfying for viewers. And again, that would, that would be fine if it was supposed to be just an episodic show, but they establish plot threads at the start of the show and then just wait ages. To, they don't even resolve any of those by the end of season one, really. Like, we still don't know why Omega's special and why everyone wants to kidnap her. That was never actually fully established in this season. Everyone's going full in on Grogu and Palpatine. <laughs> and Snoke. And Snoke. Every, everyone's going f- Online, a lot of people were thinking that this show is going to be the show that tries to repair the sequel trilogy the way the Clone Wars repaired the prequel trilogy. Well, I, that was my thought when you see that they kidnap the one... Uh, com- Lama scientists at the end, yeah, and they said we've got special plans. I'm like, okay, so she's going to start cloning Snoke, I guess. That's See, that's that's it, though. I don't know if they'd go further deeper in that. I think that's where it might end up. It's not where I currently think they're at because I thought you know we're going to help with the clones. I thought that like they were going to like they, maybe before they go full in on stormtroopers which I know they're already trying to introduce maybe they're wanting her to try and see if she can do anything with the clones they've currently got and that will make them more less likely to go rogue all of the stuff with the Kaminoans in this show is so slow as well. There's Lamassu and then there's the governor guy and we keep cutting back to them and, and, and meeting rooms planning crap and it's never really revealed what their plan is and it doesn't matter at the end anyway because Kim 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 why can't I pronounce this fucking name? Camino. Camino gets blown up at the end, <laughs> so none of it really matters. I think that that is not a thread that has been dropped yet. I who know, I think the prime minister presumably was arrested, if not killed, but he obviously he I assume he was killed. Yeah. <laughs> right. I th- hope that Lama Su has plans, and I would. I I think I've said this somewhere before, if not on the podcast. I would love it if they went full original Battlefront two and the Caminoans. Like make their own little mini Jango Fett clone army and shoot them out with Attack of the Clones Clone Wars uniforms and there's like a mm-hmm. clone civil war. I would love it. I would love it, Kyle. I would love to see just that. Maybe that's the fight, the thing that officially you know takes the clones out of the army altogether. Because I know they've brought in stormtroopers, but they've still got millions of clone troopers kicking about. When do they phase them out? Maybe something mm-hmm. happens. Maybe their loyalties are put into the biggest question. And again, of they are setting a lot of this is set up for future seasons i assume they're trying to get like all of the stuff on ryloth with um what's his name the the the, the good nice boy clone oh eh ah uh, hauser hauser a weird name hauser. but great guy yeah. all all of the stuff with him is clearly setting up that clones being 
retired types plotline. Yeah. It is, it is wild how much the Empire officers that presumably were Republic officers doing the Clone Wars, they go Just really evil anti-clone immediately. Yes. Yeah, evil as a whole, but I mean, I can guess like there's, there will be some arse whole sort types kind of always there in the Republic and we just never well, saw yeah, them. Well, yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin was always there. Yes, exactly. But, but these people these people were just springing up out of nowhere. Like, Yularen, why did he turn evil? He was perfectly fine in Clone Wars. They never really established that, but in, in I think I actually think they did quite Empire a decent, era, he's I think, evil. I think they did quite a decent job establishing that, actually. Um, or not so much as establishing, it's just they try not to vilify him. He's just a career guy doing his job. He leaves the Navy, he becomes a colonel for the intelligence operations, and he's just he's just doing his job. He's just, just following orders. Like, because when he shows up in Rebels, very quickly before we get into, you know, executing rebe- Rebels, when mm-hmm. he shows up in the Clone Wars, he's just there to find out who a spy is. Or did yeah. I say the Clone Wars? Rebels? Like, he ain't, he ain't you know, grinning and laughing maniacally and twirling his moustache and, ah, yes, we've got them execute them now just a guy i suppose it is still a transition to like an evil empire that enslaves people though you know <laughs> yes uh-huh and i but the, you if you see like tarkin do things and you see like lauren do things one's enjoying what's happening and the other one almost seems completely oblivious to what's happening he's just doing his job like there was no change of power anyway back to bad batch the show we're actually talking about mm-hmm. gosh i don't know if we can fill a full hour with this nathan this show was know. this show was pretty it was pretty, I'll give you that. It's a real nice looking show. The environmental art is fantastic. I loved every shot with the Star Destroyers in orbit in Camino. Mm-hmm. I thought the Venators had never looked better. I kept waiting for them to do an overhead shot where you could see the strip, the red strip from the top. But I bet they haven't done that to those 3D models yet, so they've never fucking done it. I love, too, that musically the, the Venators have become attached to that weird, like, that weird synthy music that played at the end of Siege of Mandalore to represent that they're evil now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I thought the shots of, like, there was a, there was one shot outside of the Venator that I loved, and it was raining, obviously, on um, Camino. but the shot mm-hmm. was going in through the window and looking at, the vice admiral on the bridge rampart i think his name was rampart or beautiful or something like that beautiful and then there was also clone naval officers still serving i don't know why i yeah. assumed they would all be phased out i was like they'll still use them for I infantry mean, but i thought the, the actual naval officers would all be the fact there. that the clones are there to destroy camino is an interesting choice i wouldn't have risked that personally just in case <laughs> why are we all been transferred off ship admiral oh, no reason there's, no reason. there's the there's the the shiny that comes up to him and he's like uh all of the cities have been destroyed and you can hear in his voice that he's kind of conflicted about it yes oh, which I, I thought was a nice touch i thought that but was a nice like, touch you don't have the clones on this ship that's a bad idea i thought that was a nice touch too i i'm waiting for the clones to bubble over i'm waiting for it i think they might still have they might never address the fact that they murdered their Jedi generals because the chip done that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they'll ever actually address the fact that the, it was the chip that made them do that, but I think that still, however, doesn't mean they cannot rise up against the Empire as is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a good chance that maybe not all of them, but I think it might turn into like a Cardassia at the end of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where some of them just <laughs> rebel and other ones cowering executed. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll be the thing that fully phases them out of the army altogether. Again, I wish that was. I wish this was a show about Rex because Rex has way more emotional attachment to all of the regular clone troopers than the Bad Batch do. 
The Bad Batch like, had some level of contempt for the regs in the Clone Wars. Yes. Like, you remember the end of Siege of Mandalore where they're absolutely... They will not kill a single clone trooper Ahsoka and Rex. They make a whole thing about it. They make themselves way more difficult to escape because they refuse to kill any of them. Yes. And then in like the second episode of this show, they're just gunning them down. <laughs> so they don't give a shit. <laughs> well, the, these guys never really cared about the regs to begin with. I think I think I th- I'm sure I'm sure there was times where they were just stunning them. I'm sure there was times where they were just stunning them. I mean, they're really inconsistent about it. Sometimes they stun them, sometimes they just shoot them. Yeah. They, they, they don't have much investment in it either way. Yeah, I'd, ag- I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Whereas you can imagine Rex going through the whole, like, the same, like, Hauser plotline stuff and seeing, trying to convince him that, like, what's going on with the Empire is wrong and there'd be more of an investment there. The Bad Batch just come in and do their job. They're not, they don't care that much about it. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Do you have any thoughts for season two? I mean, there's loads of things that they've set up. They've still got Cad Bane hunting for them. We didn't even talk about Cad Bane yet. I, I mean, the more I talk, the more I realise there is some things we could talk about that are interesting. <laughs> I was getting ready to wind down and we could switch to a different topic and make this a half and half episode. <laughs> Do you have other topics? Nothing. But I was, okay. ho- I was hoping you could find something. <laughs> If we don't have other topics, we're stuck here. I don't know what to tell you. We're sh- we've the Rise of Skywalker was our longest episode. This can be our shortest. <laughs> well, there's things. Okay, so I mean, Cat Bane was fun to see. I like Cat Bane. When was the last time we saw him? He never showed up in the final season of the Clone Wars. He was not in Rebels at all, to my memory. I think it was season four of Clone Wars. That's been that's been th- years. I think the last time we saw him was. The episode where Obi Wan goes undercover as oh uh, yeah a, another bounty hunter they fake goes through dead. a hole yeah I think that was the last time we saw Cad Bane because at the end of that arc he gets arrested I think does he I can't remember I can't remember either that, that's or he escapes I can't remember but I think that's the last episode we saw him in I miss Zero the Hut. <laughs> Zero did die. Zero did die. Zero did. Didn't all of them, <laughs> apart from Jabba, die? Yes. Uh, Zero got killed by his girlfriend, and then the rest of them got killed by Darth Maul. <laughs> That's a shame. They had the hut with the eye with the the monocle. <laughs> yeah. What what a show the Clone Wars was, eh? It's fantastic, but we Fan- have to talk about the Bad Batch. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I feel like we should clear this just so we have it on record. We both liked the Bad Batch, didn't we? Oh yeah, I, I, it was we're, fine. We're bitching about it a lot. It was perfectly watchable. It was perfectly I mean, watchable. I didn't dislike it. Yeah, like there was lots of character moments I liked. Um, it, like the <laughs> thing with the Bad Batch is they're not insufferable. They're just kind of dull, right? You yeah. can watch them perfectly fine. Uh-huh. And because it is a short, like, it's not an hour long each week. And if there are episodes where they tap into the wider world, like Ryloth or like Camino. Or mm-hmm. anything with anything with crosshair, frankly. They go to Braca. That was fun. A little reference to Fallen Order. Yes, uh huh. They do. Uh, no big tentacle worm gouging monsters. No, that was, there was some monsters in the water, but not the big monster, not which the big is very one. unfortunate. We were hoping to see the big monster because that's prequel shit. Yeah, because for those of you that didn't notice in in the game, the entire monster, the entire planet of Braca has a giant monster living in it that they feed ship parts to, and then and then harvest its waste. To make ship fuel, I think. Oh, Fallen Order. What a game. <laughs> Didn't care much for the characters, but the game was solid. Pretty much how I feel about the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it, it, people seem to really be responding to tech. I don't quite get it. 
I like it more than I like Wrecker and Echo. Um, I guess it's because people he's... like his funny goggles. I guess so. Um, I guess it's because he's he's the least manly one, so he's the one that you can nurse and protect the most if you're into that sort of thing. And Omega's <laughs> just not even a factor. Do you think the other clones get offended that Omega always shouts for Hunter first? Nah, he's the he's the he's the leader though. <laughs> he's the leader, you know. Um, don't want to call out Wrecker. I'm I'm sure she did call out Wrecker before because her and Wrecker had like their thing, but they got that weird chocolate popcorn thing. Yeah, the space popcorn or whatever it is. Yeah, I never quite understood it myself. <sighs> yeah, but okay. Thoughts for season two. Obviously, they've got pl- some sort of plans for Crosshair. I keep saying Crosshair because that's how they pronounce it. It's Crosshair. It's Crosshair. Like a gun. Crosshair. crosshair. It's their accents, Kyle. We don't have those weird (laughs) accents that the clones have. We have a Scottish accent. Yes. Crosshair. Crosshair. (laughs) I mean... He's going to shoot you. Throughout this season, I was convinced that he was going to die by the end of the season. And yeah. then he didn't, and it ended in a way where I feel like he's, they're actually priming him for a redemption arc now. So, I, I guess we'll see. I enjoyed all the character complexity with him. Like, they were like, you know, I, Hunter summed up great. You know, we don't have to be on the same side, but we want different things. It doesn't mean we have to be enemies or something. Mm-hmm. Wonderful stuff, and they left them there, and they went away. But surely, like, they're both going to be in direct conflict with each other's ideals with guns later. You know, all they do is need to avoid each other until one side wins. You would think. But um, that ain't going to happen, because Crosshair's going to go back. I, I love, I love the detail that he removed his chip, and he's still stuck with the Empire anyway. It makes it more interesting. Yes. Was his chip rem- Did he have it removed, or was it blown off his head because he's got horrific scarring there? I think maybe that might be part of it. It, it looks like it must have been damaged in a previous mission. When he accidentally did- burned himself with an engine because he's an idiot. Yeah, how did he know that there was a chip in his head, though? I mean, they were running experiments on him to increase the effectiveness of the chip in the first couple of episodes, if you remember. I don't. I Because surely, but if they were running experiments on him for the effectiveness of the chip, he never had his chip in the head in the first place, then they would know that. Wouldn't they go, oh shit, he doesn't have the chip in his head, he may not be loyal? No, I, I think the implication was he had it removed after that. But he said he had it removed years ago. No, yeah, I said he had removed it some time ago. He didn't say years ago. I thought he said years ago. No, he just said a while ago. Right, 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 right. Okay, I, I was... Uh, see, it never made much sense to me. Like, he had his chip removed years ago, how I interpreted it. He, somehow he knew there was a chip to have removed before Rex and Fives found out. And he just never said anything. Yeah, I, think, I think you interpreted that scene wrong, I'm afraid. I must have interpreted that scene wrong. I mean, that makes it better, because the way I had interpreted it didn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he had the chip out after Order 66 and he was just fine with it anyway. He didn't care. He was like, ah, I never need the chip. I mean, I mean, I would have killed the Jedi. Part of it that makes it less, slightly less effective for me is that he's clearly an idiot and it's very, very obvious that the Empire doesn't care about him. And the Bad Batch can see this clearly, but Crosshair is just, I mean, I can get that he's like committed to it or whatever. He's a company man. You have to realise. That they don't give a shit about you. At some point, that'll be next season. Because he'll come back to the Empire disgraced. I wouldn't even be mm-hmm. surprised if they just if they took him out the throw elite him in black. Jail. No, no, not even throw him in jail. I wouldn't be surprised if they just kick him out the black armor and they put him in regular mm-hmm. stormtrooper armor or like regular white clone armor because stormtroopers. Are I mean, different. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in jail because the one uh one surviving 
dark stormtrooper person yeah. did see him murder the rest of the squad. I so. thought I thought that they'd already died, and when that last remaining black sto- um, elite stormtrooper person walked in and just saw him, kind of almost looked like he was being captured or something. No, she saw she saw him helping the bad batch fight off the droids. That could just mean they were surrounded. I I think he talks about that unless that black stormtrooper actually saw him murder the other elite people. Well, she did call up uh, the, the admiral and say he's turned rogue. So did he? I thought he just said that he's yeah, like, he's a lost he's a lost cause or something. I don't know because obviously the admiral wouldn't really give a shit if he lived or died on that planet. Right. Okay. Well. No, okay, yeah, I guess. Because I actually just thought he was going to come back in disgrace, get chucked into white clone trooper armour, just become a reg, and that would just demean him further, and then he would be like cleaning toilets like Finn. <laughs> and he would get really resentful, and then over time he would then come and see the light, and he would be like another Agent Callus, and then he would be executed at some point, but be executed in redemption, I guess, because he can't live. This That's uh... story, story making 101. I know Callus lived. But he's he's done some bad things. He you know he he, he killed the civilians in the, at the start of the season when he went back after when he was with the bad batch. They never done it. That's and, true. Like he he done all the stuff. He's now got to be. He can either be vil- die a villain or he can be redeemed but die in that. He's got to die. That is just that's how know. you do I... stories. That's how you do stories. Unlike Callus, who I didn't was, wipe out I... those people, he only thought he did. He this I... Crosser killed these people. I was convinced of that until the last couple of episodes. Now I'm not so sure that he will die. I, well, in saying that, I think every all of the bad batch are doomed, actually. So. You don't think they're going to show up in the Ahsoka show? No, I think they're all going to die before the end of this show. They're going to fully Halo reach shit, it. And yeah. they're all going to die. Yeah. Apart from Omega. Apart from Omega, yeah. But who's she, who's she going to she, she go with? Well, she's going to go her own way eventually, I guess. Well, no, she's like she's the Cortana chip, and they're all noble team trying to get her to the pillar of autumn. <laughs> I mean, Hunter has to be the last one to go. No, he's the, he's the Carter, and then it's just her and Tech. Her and Echo. Her and Echo, <laughs> level six, the silent one. Yeah, exactly. Her and Echo, and then yes, Echo hands her off to Rex, and then he goes into the lone wolf mission, and his helmet starts to crack up, and then he gets stabbed by. The Empire don't have swords, do they? An Inquisitor! No. An Inquisitor, you get stabbed by all seven Inquisitors. He gets, sta- he he gets stabbed by the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> and he, he punches the Grand Inquisitor in the face. And then we get a line from Corta- eh, Cortana. Fuck. Omega. <laughs> Omega. Yeah. Omega. Years later, looking at Omega's helmet. And it's like the New Republic touching down on... What's the planet? Lothal. With all, sure. Yeah, and then that's where they start off the adventure to go and find Ezra, and it's in live action. There we go. <laughs> we put Halo other, Reach other... into the bad patch. How many seasons do you reckon this show's getting? Four. Do you think it's going past season two? I think it has to go past season two, or else it's an insult because people would compare it to Resistance. It needs to get at least three. I think it will run four. Hmm. Okay, I guess we'll see. I think that Lucasfilm as an engine have enough faith in Filoni, and I think even if we're a bit lukewarm on it, the bottom line is we're still watching it. I mean, hey, I mean, the first couple of seasons of Clone Wars are... I, I keep... I, in my memory, they're not good, and then I go and rewatch them. They're actually amazing. So maybe not. Maybe that's a bad comparison. Yeah, well, like, unlike with like, Resistance, nobody was even watching that show. Yes, um, Resistance was poorly marketed, and it had a strange art style, and Resist- no one was that keen on the sequel trilogy there's, anyway, there's some so really, there's some, there's some really annoying people on Twitter that really that really come to bat for Resistance, and you know what? 
I'm saying annoying in a really demeaning way. I don't really mean that because it's nice to like what you like and it's nice to fight your corner. I certainly fight my corner for things that weren't popular in like TV and stuff. But like they really bat for resistance like it was something amazing and special. Nobody watched it. it nobody cared for it. I, I did watch the first season and you know what? The ending of the first season was the only part where I sat up on my chair and it, but it still wasn't enough to get me to go to season two. It's all on Disney Plus, you know. Yeah, I might, I might one day. Like that's Twitter, though. You can't trust anyone on Twitter. Twitter no. is a den of crazy lions. Oh, a den of crazy lions. You're definitely Twitter is. It's like a oh, it's a hospital for the mentally insane. It's like a website that just it attracts the worst possible aspects of humanity. <laughs> We're on every day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but like this, this show, whether you know whether it's quality can be spoken to the bottom line is me and you're still watching it even if we think it's just a bit sure, meh yeah i think this show will run I got its Disney course Plus, may as well watch it may as well watch it it's still going to be there for a while lucasfilm have faith in filoni because the fandom at large really love filoni and mm-hmm. that's still true maybe things will change in the next couple of years if the bad batch really didn't go good they don't don't go good if the they bad batch <laughs> If the Bad Batch really doesn't go well, then maybe people will turn on him. But he's got so much goodwill in the fandom, and he's involved with John Favreau and the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. I think he's got some involvement mm-hmm. in as well. I think the Bad Batch will be here for a while. Um. Okay. Let's let's get back to our speculation because that's all we've got. We've got fifteen more minutes before we get to fill our need. We can do this. I have we faith can in do us. Is Omega Four sensitive? That's one of the main questions, isn't it? Boy, I hope not. I think they might go that direction because so, they just yeah. have to make that gap between the Mandalorian and this show even less. So, clones having the Force feels like such a Legends thing mm-hmm. that I don't like it. Now, I know Snoke had the Force, but, you know, when Ryan Johnson... That's, that's, when that's Ryan, secret, when, it's only the Sith, no. So. When, when Ryan Johnson made that choice, did he have the Force in The Force Awakens, even if it was implied he did? Uh, he definitely had the Force in The Last Jedi. I know that. I'm just trying to think who, whose decision it was to give him the Force. Because if he hadn't The Force Awakens, then it wasn't Ryan Johnson's. When he used the Force, if he only used the Force for the first time in The Last Jedi, the plan was that he wasn't a clone. Yeah, he wasn't a clone. He so. wasn't a clone. Unless J.J. Abrams made it, then maybe he always was. Hello, Scott Rods. Oh, no, that's actually them coming home. Although, it may still be Scott Rods, because I don't know if you've been watching recently. Dad did buy a new project. Did he? I haven't watched in a while, I'm not going to lie. I've seen his stuff oh, yeah. on the Facebook group. He's been he, he your dad's found that announcements button and he's been using it. <laughs> <laughs> you know vacations all the time. Scott Rod's made an announcement. Oh really? Love your car shows. Um yes, he bought he bought a new a new uh project. It's not a hard rod actually, it's an old uh one of those like nineteen fifties Lotus cars. Interesting, interesting. Bugsy also, hasn't even done yet. Nope, but uh Finishing books is going to be really expensive, so he's got another project instead. Oh, great fun. Bet your mum loves having all that in the garage. Well, my mum just got an electric mini. That was the other video of the winner recently. I need to go, I need to tune back into Scott Rods on YouTube. You do? Um, yeah, I, think, I think we're good. I think we're Maybe good. Unless, unless my mum's about to come in and rail up the dogs, which is in a high possibility. When Snoke used the Force, he wasn't a clone. And then when they made him a clone afterwards, like you say, Sith secrets, only the Sith know dark magic. I don't really think the Kaminoans giving a Jango Fett clone the Force is it. It feels too 
that feels too legends to me in a way I can't quite express. And I don't. You begin to the era of Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Um, I don't. I would. I don't want Rex or Echo or Fives or any of the Bad Batch or Omega to have the Force. There's something I like about them that's relatively grounded. Now I know the I Bad do Batch like how how non-forcey the show is. I mean, they started with a couple of Jedi, but other than that, it's really non-Jedi. I'm. Telling you we're getting quizzers. But why would we get inquisitors without Omega being force sensitive? That's why I think Omega will be force sensitive is so we can get cameos from the Grand Inquisitor or maybe I don't know, one of the ones from Fallen Order just to be more fun. I know? I think you make a very good point, but to counter that I think we can get inquisitors without being force sensitive because they would meet up with Jedi. I mean No one was no one was force sensitive and Oh wait, no there of course. Why why how was that was the stupidest thing I was about to say? I was about to say, no one was force-sensitive in Rebels. There were just a group of folk. There were just a group of fellas. And no one had the force. And then I was like, wait, two people had the force. I was like, the Inquisitor showed up. And then it was, wasn't was until Ahsoka showed up that anything happened. And I was like, no, that's not true. That's How not even remotely true. How could you forget about Kanan and Ezra? How could I forget about Freddie Prince Jr.? And How could you forget about the space whales? I'm, I've never forgot about the space whales. Never. <laughs> okay, season. Other things for season two. Thrawn. What do you think chances of? I think chances of Thrawn in this show are high. I don't because when he shows up in Rebels, he's just come back from somewhere and he was promoted to Grand Admiral after the mission because that was, I think, the explanation for where he had been prior to Rebels. Like, where was he during the Clone Wars and stuff? He wasn't here. He was doing I mean, chess he, he, things. He does stuff in the books, right? Yes, There's he does. Books set in this I, I, I own, I own three of them. I think um, on Audible. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? It's just, I would like to see him. I just think that they, they're going to try and do other things. I got Thrawn on the brain. Thrawn just became my most popular video. So I'm not <laughs> up. I think that they might try and avoid throwing. They might save him for the Ahsoka show. They might blue balls us, to pardon the pun. This show loves its cameos, though. Like we 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 mentioned it before, but the I mean the Hera cameo works because it was actually part of the episode. The Kanan cameo was so superfluous to the show. It could have been any Jedi. It could have been. It would have been better as any other Jedi. The fact that it was Kanan was actually distracting. I actually didn't find it was distracting. I only found it being Freddie Prince Jr. was distracting. I quite enjoyed that it was Kanan. James Vega, what are you doing here? Ah, ah, you're doing bits. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kyle. Bits. K- K- oh, this is the podcast where Kyle does bits. <laughs> oh, God. James Vega. Jesus Christ. The most memorable Mass Effect 3 character. Or just the most memorable Mass Effect franchise character. Oh, absolutely. He had his own movie. Did you know that? You're kidding me. It's, it's it's an animated film. It's called Paragon Lost. You're kidding me. It's real. It's a real thing. You can look it up. I, you're doing bits, aren't you? <laughs> you're doing more bits. He, he he's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. in that as well. You know, yeah. in the in the game, he tells a story about um how he chose collector data over the civilians or whatever. Sure. It's that story in a movie. Paragon Lost sounds like like a punny spoof of a Star Trek episode. <laughs> Well, it's Paragon because Paragon and Mass Effect. Yes, aha, uh-huh, I get you it. get it? I get it. It's very it. clever. It's very, very clever. I clapped. Now, you didn't hear it. I muted the microphone, but I clapped. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Bravo. Bravo. More. 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 <laughs> Jesus Speaking Christ. of, okay, that's another one. Do you remember Speaking... the, the worst episode in the show where they go and fight some bugs in a cave? 
Say Star Starship Trippers. Yeah, Starship Trippers. The episode Starship with Horny uh, with Horny <laughs> Boy who takes over Sid's Emporium or whatever. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that was a bloody weird episode. It was a weird and pointless episode. Yeah, because but I, thought- I think that one was actually set up for future stuff because they established that that guy is like the son of a crime boss. He's a plant. He's 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 a seed for future plot lines. I bet his son. I bet his, his father rather. I think it was his mum actually. I thought right. Okay. Well, that, that serves know, serves me right yeah. for prejudging. Um, his parent. I think if it is his father, it will be Vision. Paul Bettany. Vision. Paul Bettany. But he's a demon man. No, he's in he's in Star Wars Solo. No, the the, the guy was a demon man with horns. Paul Benny no. was just a guy. No, was it wasn't wasn't the guy like he lo- he looked like the fresh faced punchy commando from that episode where he breaks Ventress out of jail. I'm looking at him right now. He's a guy with horns. You remember the end? This the pegs cut off one of his horns. Can you send me a picture like, of him? Can you copy his picture into Discord, please? Oh my gosh! Okay, Jesus, Nathan, come on. <laughs> You know what? I will say this episode—it's a mess, but it's a fun mess. I can tell you that much. I wish it was Geonosians. I like the Pikes. I, I just like the Pikes. I like the Pikes, but now every time they show up, I'm like, "Oh, it's you guys again." Do you remember? You remember in Clone Wars and when they were selling a uh, poisonous juice to the Mandalorians? I re- you remember that plotline? I remember when they go to try and find Sifo Dyas and they speak to the Pikes and then they find out Tyrannus is betraying them and they're like, kill him! <laughs> that was a fun bit. There, I send you the picture of Horny Boy in the Discord chat. You can clearly see he is a boy with horns. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I thought he was... I must have just been putting the face of that fella from that Clone Wars episode in my head. I thought he had like short, vaguely blonde hair. It looked like a male Omega. I guess a male Omega would just be a clone trooper. But you remember the the blonde Republic Commando guy from the Clone Wars that helps break I, Ventress I, out of jail? I know who you're talking about. He gets stabbed by Ventress he at the end. He gets stabbed by Ventress at the end. I thought that was this guy. <laughs> uh, it's a similar vibe, you know? Similar vibe. So, okay, well, it's not Paul Bettany. <laughs> not Paul Bettany. Would, no, would have been nice. It's going to be some, some horn lady. Would have been Crime nice. Boss. Paul Bettany makes a non-dialogue appearance in the final episode of The Clone Wars. I mean, do you think we'll get an Ahsoka in this show? I th- arguably think that's more likely than Thrawn, because they'll want to prep her for her own show. Like, uh, uh, Ashley uh, Eccleson? What's her name? Eckstein, I think. Eckstein. We'll get her back one last time before she's replaced by Rosario Dawson. Forever. Or or they'll be really dickish about it and have Rosario Dawson voice her. Oh no, I don't think I don't think Filoni would do that. I don't think Filoni would do that at all. I think, however, that I wouldn't be so because it's, it's weird. Ashley Eckstein is also the voice of Ahsoka in live action for the Rise of Skywalker. Yes, she is. So it's very confusing as to who's who's the real voice. Honestly, I kind of wish they dubbed over Rosario Dawson with Ashley Eckstein. I find her voice so distracting in Mandalorian. Yes, I, I would agree, but I also think I was able to make the jump between animation and live action. I was able to make that jump myself. I did. I, sure, I, didn't. I managed it eventually. I just accepted that it's like it's like when we first saw some of these, you know, live action characters in animation. You know, you just got to make the jump. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I think we will see Boba Fett at some point because. They have to do something with the fact that Omega is is the same as Boba Fett, right? They've got a whole Alpha and Omega thing going on. Yeah, they do. So 
Do you think they'll ever address the fact that Omega's a girl and that's weird? Do you think they'll ever touch on that at all? No. They just don't want to go there? (laughs) I don't think they want to go there. I don't particularly care either. I must say, there might very there might very well be a good subset of people out there that do want them to go there. I don't really care. If they do, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to do a PC gone mad Twitter rant about it. I just don't really care. Like, I don't know it's, why it's, she's a girl. Like, yeah. arguably that is a question to answer, because apparently she's also an unaltered Django clone. Like, exactly. we're missing something here. Uh, they ain't going to touch trans stuff. They just ain't going to do it. It's not happening. No ifs, buts, wise, ups, downs, side to sides. They're not touching that. This will be the clip that you take for me in a future episode when they do go there. <laughs> um, they're they start never... season two with all of the trans stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they just I, I personally have no reason to believe they're going to go there for lots of reasons so I just don't think they're going to touch it I think the weirdest thing about that character is going to be that she's going to be force sensitive and that's something that I previous that I, in this episode I said I don't want to happen but I, I don't think it's out of the realm of imagining they might do it but I don't want it to happen I assume you're hearing all of the all the noises of a car being removed from a trailer by the hearing way. everything why is it yeah. why is it, why is the why is it still in the trailer because it's just it's just the chassis of a car, not an actual car. Ah. ah. So it's on a trailer. That you must have a low it's... crime neighborhood. Yes. I mean, they literally drove it into the driveway ten minutes ago. Okay. Wait, wait he's just brought it back now. Yes. Oh, so it's, oh. we're getting a live audio preview, ladies and gentlemen, of Future yeah. Scott Rhodes. Is your dad I mean, recording think... the unloading? Probably is. We've got, we've got a crossover in the makings here. Crossover in the makings. This is like when two characters run past each other from two different shows. I tell you what, audience, you know what? You can just deal with the sh- with all of the noise and shit because that's just part of the episode now. And I'll just link the, the, the video that my dad makes in the description of this podcast and then it's linked, you see. Do it. Do it. We'll put a card up in the top right corner of the screen. There's a card hat. No, because then I have to get the exact timing on the card in this hour-long podcast. Is that? I don't oh, know. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's right here. It's right now. You see it? Look! Look! It's right there. We. It's right there. Our We're... podcast doesn't have any visuals, but there's a card. There's the card. We can see it. My mic overloaded. There almost blew my eardrums out. <laughs> I almost deafened myself. Ah, uh, more cameos. More cameos. More cameo. The, this is. This is. Our cameo. This is the th- your dad is the throne of the, un- the name not included podcast. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's so true. Do you think we'll see all of the rebels? I mean, I guess we can't really see. We'll we, see we baby have, Ezra. We, we have parents. we have seen two of them already. We seen three. We seen Chopper. We saw as well. Chopper. We saw Chopper. I wouldn't. I actually think seeing Zeb might be quite likely. Mm, that's a good call. If we see if we see Sabine, she'll still be in the Imperial Academy, and it will be with Crosshair, and it'll be like one episode. I can see that too. I don't think we'll ever see it. We'll never see it. I think we might see Lothal, though. I think they might make a little trip to Lothal for whatever reason. I could see that. I could see Lothal. Do you think it will be really downtrodden, or do you think it will still be relatively republicy? Because because Lothal was always one of those places where it never kind of. Bought into the empire like a lot of other places did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be perfect. We're gonna see the old governor guy, his wife by Clancy Brown. We're gonna see that character. Oh, when he's still governor. Yes. Before Thrawn kills him on a speeder bike. Yes. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 You're right. That's that's totally something they can do. I don't know why they'll have some random ass mission on Lothal that has nothing to do, but they'll just be like, "Hey, you remember Lothal, don't you?" You're here to start Tarkin Town. <laughs> you are here to give supplies to this governor who needs out. You're here to extract the governor. Oh, there's a good cameo, Yularen. We might see a Yularen. In his early days as head of the ICB or whatever it's he's called. Ju- he's just got his brand, his brand new pressed white uniform. Indeed, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have the white hair yet. Mm-hmm. You think he's still going to have clones with him? Well, or do you think he's going well, to buy he the stormtroopers? He has the white hair at the end of, of Clone Wars. Does he? I thought it was kind of greying. Remember, we? It's, it's, he looks suddenly like 10 years older in the last season of Clone Wars. I thought I thought his hair was just greying. I don't think. I thought he had, he had colour in his hair in the Clone Wars. And in the last season it was greying. And then by the time he gets rebels, he's just white. I must confess, I do miss his, his voiceover. His, his I, I miss voice. I miss his World War Two reporter. <laughs> Break out the wall in the east. <laughs> Who's going Maybe to win? Will our episode, hero survive? For that one episode, they'll bring it back. Didn't they do that for that Rebels episode? They did it for the first episode of this show, I think. They did do it for the first episode of this show. I think they'll do it for the first episode of next season. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Gregor, but we also see Wolf, probably, right? Oh, we're seeing Wolf. That's happening. That's happening. Yeah, definitely. Wolf and Wolf, you learn. If I remember, because Wolf, uh, he uh, he kind of has like PTSD and Rebels, so we'll see the beginnings of that. They kind of all do. I mean, Gregor. I I want to know why Gregor went cookie, and in Clone Wars he wasn't cookie. Why did he go cookie? Yeah, uh I really want them to explain where the crazy came from. Like I thought, like the crazy would be happening in the intervening, you know, fifteen years. Yeah, living. I assumed living on a desert for twenty years made him cookie. Yeah, but no, it was just it just happened at some point. Just sometime after he got his memory back, he just started losing his mind a little bit. Um, it, teaching was just really hard on him. I guess. <laughs> I think that's the joke. That that's how he went crazy. <laughs> Being a teacher just didn't go well for him. I found it a bit annoying. He didn't have his full armor on. Yes. I was like, Put all your armor back on. Stop running around with like a really exposed neckline. And I did enjoy that for no reason at all. The commandos in that in that episode were the commandos from Republic Commando. Haven't, That's a they, little detail. haven't they appeared in an episode before? Like they have the appeared in episodes before, I think. And in the rain for like two seconds, they were getting off a shuttle. I can't remember where. I, yes, I believe it's the episode where. Um, Is it with five? They first introduced Savage, and oh. he murders those two random Jedi, and that's them bringing the bodies back to the temple. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But I mean, people people get really excited about that being the one from the Republic. They've never had a line of dialogue. I don't even think their names no, have been uttered. They don't speak. It's purely visual. It's purely visual. Like it's just. It doesn't even need to be the ones from the games. Yes, they are white armoured with yellow stripes that, I don't think that really confirms anything does it except maybe behind well, the scenes I, it, well they have each of them has like a different like armour it's very I've seen the pictures it is very clearly them they all have their specific like armour coloration type details and stuff like right, that okay, so. I, have, I haven't looked into it in detail okay I'll, t- I'll take your word for it then um, yeah. I would like it if they done more with the commandos we've seen more commandos in this show than we've ever seen in the rest of Star Wars canon I mean, it kind of seems like they're kind of discarding the regular clones, but they've realised the commandos are still worth keeping around, is we've the seen, impression I get. We've seen no ARC troopers. Haven't seen any ARC troopers, it's true. Interesting. Because ARC troopers kind of are like Republic commandos on light. I mean, they were originally established as like they protect Camino, but then they just kind of discarded that idea. Just had the ARC troopers just go around. Yeah, because when, when Echo first. When Echo, it was Fives an ARC trooper as well. 
Yeah, Echo and Fives, they when, got promoted together. When they became arc troopers, that was like a big deal. They were like the best at the best. But then the show also kind of had Republic Commandos, but never acknowledged them. And then Republic Commandos came around with Gregor and stuff. And okay, so what are arc troopers? They're just like a, a lesser tier, yeah. Lesser tier, but they're above regs. I, I believe in Battlefront 2, the arc troopers cost less than the commandos, don't well, they? That is so a clear hierarchy there. <laughs> exactly. Is Cody showing up in this show? Mm, I can see them doing it. They might actually kill Cody in this show. I, I could see it. I could see it. Think, oh, they have to break out Wolf from jail and Cody's mm. the guard. Does Rex have to kill Cody? That would be some drama. Oh boy, I hope so. That would be, <laughs> be good telly. I will probably see. Uh, we haven't seen R two and three P on this show yet. That's tradition. Anthony Daniels is episodes. Anthony Daniels is sitting by the phone, like with his fist <laughs> clenched, just waiting. Waiting for the best, the best character in all of media to return. He's, once he's, again. he's waiting for the man that changed the world to show back <laughs> up on screen. He's he's gonna I, he's gonna do it in like his gold glittery C three P O blazer. <laughs> And he's going to have like a whole behind-the-scenes featurette of the return of Anthony Daniels into the Bad Batch, and he's going to say it was wonderful, and I can't believe they haven't called me sooner. Yeah, they'll do the exact same episode as they did in Rebels, where it's R2 and 3PO, and they have to return to Jimmy Smits. What's his name? Jimmy Smits, or Professor... Professor Oregano? Professor Oregano. (laughs) Senator Organa. Yeah, we're going to see him as well, because... They have to get into the very, very early Rebel Alliance. That's right? all. That's so. all. That's all. Jimmy Smith does now. It's just cameo and Star Wars projects for three seconds. Yes. <laughs> like I, st- I still when I watch, Ro- I haven't watched Rogue One in a couple of years now. But whenever I see him in Rogue One, I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's you. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to see you. But bye. No, we'll see. We'll see him on Mothma. We'll see a baby we'll see Leia, Mothma. or like a very like a toddler Leia. I At see. I point. I can say I thought that earlier, but I never said anything because I kind of think that won't happen because she is she's too young to be useful. I don't. I, will they go to Alderaan? Because these shows have never showed Alderaan really. Oh, that would be a good opportunity, wouldn't the, it? The if most, they go to Alderaan. The most we've seen of Alderaan is like at, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where they go back, where Jimmy Smith goes back there. Yes, we've seen Alderaan, which for years confused me because Alderaan is a different planet from Alderaan. <laughs> they sound totally different, Kyle. Gosh. <laughs> Onderon is where um, is where Forrest Whitaker is from. Who did show up in this show? Do you remember that he showed up in the first episode? He did show up in the first episodes, and he looked like he did in the Clone Wars. He did. His hair was all wild. That guy has gone through more design changes than anyone else in Star Wars. I think he visibly looked recognisable enough to be the same person from the Clone Wars. I don't think he looked that different, except his hair went a bit wild. But that was only to maybe feed into where he was going to end up in Rogue One. Though they did change his hair in Rogue One because in the trailers he has different hair in Rogue One than he does in the finished film of Rogue One. He's got wild hair, then he's got shaven head, or it's the other way around. It's so funny to me that this character keeps showing up. Sogarer, that's his name. Sogarer, I found it. He keeps showing up, and I've never cared about him. He showed up in he showed up in this show. He showed up in Clone Wars. He showed up in Rebels. He showed up in Fallen Order. He and, showed up in Rogue One. And I've never cared about him. And Rebels, he just keeps showing up. In Rebels, it was a bigger deal because they got Force Whitaker in, and at the time that was when Rogue One was coming out. So it was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, big name. I'm sure did uh, did Ben Mendelsohn play Krennic in Rebels? Did Krennic show up in Rebels? I don't remember I f- that. I, f- I feel like he did. I don't remember Quinnick showing up in Rebels. See, now you're saying it, I cannot picture the character. I can't picture him being animated. No, neither can I, but I'm sure Ben Mendelsohn showed up. don't remember Ben Mendelsohn what, showing up. What am I thinking of? 
Because I, I remember yeah. For- Forrest Whitaker is voicing his character in animation from the live-action movies, and that was a big deal, and I'm sure Ben Mendelsohn done but, a thing too. But he didn't, he didn't voice him in this. In this, it was the original guy who voiced the, him in Clone Wars, From the Clone Wars, which arguably a better voice actor. Yes, I would, I would argue so as well. Oh, come on, we've got, we need... Got more cameos. Let's just do this for two. Let's just vamp for two hours, Nathan. I'm having fun. No, okay, we're, we're we we got it. We got to wrap this up. Have you got anything else you really need to say before we wrap? Uh, no, no. We don't have a good narrative climax for this. We need we need to wrap up our themes here. Wrap up our themes. Um, the Republic is over, mm-hmm. and so is this podcast. <laughs> Let's stop. This is going to be a nightmare to edit.